Money Show. Small business. Pablo Fatidi is this evening from Auric Business Accelerator with us to talk small business. And it's the first of a five-part series that Pablo has plotted and planned and structured and created because he's got big ideas, as our Pablo, as to um, how to help you build a hundred million rand business. Seems impossible. That's what it seems, Pablo. But tell me, please, how are we going to do this? You know, Bruce, so many people have said to me, um, you know, I know someone who sold the company for 100 million rand. You know, not many people know about it. And wow, they were so lucky. Or, uh, you know, just everything worked out for them. Or, or, or. And actually, it just got me thinking because you really can architect this. You can really put a plan down, a long-term plan, a 20-year plan, to say, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to build it to 100 million rand valuation company, which I may or may not sell in the next 20 to 25 years. But it, it's a lot more than just hope and a prayer. There really is a fundamental strategy to it. So what I'd like to do is set the scene and share what we're going to do over the next, let's say, five weeks. And the reason it's five weeks is because valuation sits in five layers in a business. And each of these five layers changes shape over a period of time. If you think about the life cycle of a business, you start up a business, you've got to go through all the issues of dealing with a startup. Once you've got some traction in the market, you then want to scale up the business. Now that you know you've got something that's working, you want to scale it up. And once you've scaled it up, you then want to ramp up and really accelerate your revenue, but also deepen your profit. And then in the final act, this is 10, 15, 20 years down the line, you want to make very sure you lock in your value and ensure that you yourself are not the business. So these four, call it phases of development over time, occur across each of the five layers, which Bruce, once built atop each other, holds the full potential of a 100 million rand valuation. It all depends in terms of time on your skill set, your history, the relationships you've earned, the type of business you've started in an industry that you may be familiar with or not familiar with, and obviously access to funding. Because to accelerate growth, it means that you're going to be growing a business way beyond your capability of financing it through your own balance sheet. So part of this, specifically in the ramp-up stage, across each of these layers, is how do you ensure you can make yourself look really good to either a banker or a funder? Um, Pablo, should we mute you just for a moment? Um, If I'm comfortable with the dogs in the background, it gives us a lovely homely feel, but I'm not sure if it's distracting. Uh, at all. Um, There seems to be calm in the background now. Well, maybe that's because we muted a little bit. Um, But that's what Pablo's going to be doing over the next five weeks. And um, it's a wonderful uh, breakdown, I think, of the process of creating a business and making sure that their business has a value. He's picked a level of 100 million rand. It's a value, but just a level. Don't get caught up in that necessarily, because not every business is going to grow to 100 million and some will grow beyond. It's the principles of what he's doing from startup to scale up to ramping up and accelerating and then removing yourself from 
the business, the operations, the day-to-day stuff, so that when somebody buys your business, they're not buying you into some kind of servitude or slavery. Um, that means you are beholden um, to what you know uh, to the next owner of the business. You want to be able to get out of there in your own time when it suits you. When you've uh, managed to sell that business, which of course is the big goal. Uh, Pablo Fatidis, founder at Auric Business Accelerator. Um, are you back with us? The menagerie under control? Yes, I think everything's back <laughs> under control. Thank you for that. Um, there's, there's nothing there's, more there's a new, dis- <laughs> disconcerting. A new team, so. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> Congratulations. Um, we will now. We understand context. I can go wild. Um, uh, yes. So you you're now in a club with Charlize and Christo Visa and the ESCOM chief executive Andre De Reiter and somebody else. All of whom, during interviews with me, have had dogs barking embarrassingly in the background. Um, and Pavlo. <laughs> Pavlo's dog barks at a moment's notice. <laughs> that um, is very unfair. <laughs> uh, now, listen, um, you mentioned you know, people say, oh, they're so lucky. And, you know, through all of this, luck is an integral part of the process. But also... Luck is created through this process as well because the right person in the right space at the right time who doesn't act in an appropriate way loses out on an opportunity just in the same way as somebody who didn't bother getting there in the first place. Um, and so luck, I think, is pivotal, but you've got to spot the luck and act on it. Yeah, very much so. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's a great way to actually ensure that you get luckier and luckier and luckier. And that is to have a couple of things in place. So the first thing is to start with the end in mind. And Bruce, when most people start a business, really the attention is all around, it's the idea, it's what I'm going to be doing, and it's how everybody responds to me. It's a deeply, deeply personal exercise and very, very emotive and very emotional all the time. It can be very, very cloudy. But let's start with the end in mind. doesn't matter how much you love your business. I love my business. I could see myself doing this forever and ever and ever. Honestly, I can. But the reality is that over a period of time, you eventually run out of gas, you run out of steam. There are only two outcomes. It's either going to be a business closure or it's going to be a hospital pass to someone which is like a business closure. We see that extensively in the family business environment. Or it's going to be an exit. And the exit should be one of the founding principles every day when you wake up in the morning as to why you do what you do. Despite the fact that it might be 20 or 30 years from now, it's like setting sail from a port. You don't set sail with a ship where you've got limited resources and you've got limited food, fuel and water and determine to yourself and decide to yourself, well, you know, I'll think about where I'm going one day. I don't feel like thinking about it now. So let me set sail from port, go out into the wild open sea, and, you know, hope that luck comes along and lands me safely in a harbor, in a destination somewhere exotic. You start with that destination clearly, clearly in mind. It's the first, first element of becoming a mindset person around a 100 million rand valuation. 
Okay, so take me through it then. The startup phase, we've got a couple of minutes. Let's, uh, I, I won't interrupt. I'm going to let you loose to fly free. Okay, so the first thing is clear destination. The reason I'm doing what I'm doing is yes, I'm doing it because I have to out of necessity. It gives me economy. Um, I love what I'm doing. It gives me meaning. But ultimately, the purpose has to be those elements of passion. The purpose has to be that I'm building a saleable asset. And that means that you need to understand how valuation works in any business. Right now, you've started the business. It's worth absolutely zero zip nothing. But you have to still understand the mechanics of valuation. Because valuation is made up 60%, maybe 70% mechanical, which you have full control over. And then 30 or 40%, it's about the packaging and presentation which Bruce, equally, you have full control over. So in effect, that outcome, you have a significant amount of control over. You then have to make a commitment to deciding what you are doing on a day-to-day -day basis. Am I going to build a job for myself? And a job is where you are square and center of that business's survival. Your team can't function without everyday guidance and leadership. Your customers draw heavily on you, your suppliers draw heavily on you, and it can give you tremendous meaning and you can have a sense of tremendous importance and value. I'm working with a 79-year-old business owner at the moment, Bruce, who started their business 51 years ago, based out of Virginia in the US. And he turned around and he said to me, if I'm not there in a week, I fear for the estimation of work to be done that would set me back. Because one mistake when you estimate a job prior to committing to the job can literally sink this kind of business. They're involved in big steel works. And he says, as a result of it, I'm there day in and day out. I'm there in Monday to Sunday. He, after 51 years, having done exceptionally well for himself, has built a job not an asset. An asset has three features to it. The first thing, it needs to have income growth. If you invest in any share on the stock exchange, you're going to be chasing some dividends. The next thing it has to have is capital value. You need to be able to deepen the capital value of that share. If you're buying a share for 50 Rand, you're hoping to sell it three, five, ten years down the line for substantially more than 50 Rand. And the third thing it needs to have is tradability. So in the case of this individual, Bruce, 79 years old, proud of what he's built, some really significant projects that he built big reputation and brand out of. He is the doyen of the industry across the United States. He's completely at this point in time unable to demonstrate that he has built a tradable asset for the simple fact that without him there, the business doesn't function. He cannot sell it. It's the difference between a job and an asset. <laughs> Even the dogs agree. Even the dogs agree, Pavla. I think you're on point this evening. But 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 it's that it's it, it's it's that that the and for a lot of people, they're so busy hustling and they're so busy grinding and they're so busy working that this idea of starting with the end in mind is an impossibility because they'll say to you, well, you know, yeah, I can drop a business plan, but it's going to be irrelevant in a month. 
Um, and this business, you know, I think I know where it's going, but I don't know where it's going. You know, um, and every single CEO of a large startup, of a, sort of the, 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 the CEOs who founded businesses and stayed with the businesses for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, in some cases, all say, I had no idea how big this thing was going to get. I had no idea what shape it was going to take. It was an opportunistic growth path as I went along. But I suppose if you're going sailing without a GPS nowadays, or without, at least without a map and a sextant, um, you know, you're not going to be able to navigate the storms very well. Absolutely, you absolutely will not be able to navigate the storms at all, Bruce. And that's the thing. If you understand why you're doing what you're doing before you start and you make a firm commitment with a profound level of foresight, because that's what it does take, that you're building something that needs to be shaped up into an asset. You've understood valuation. You have a sense of how valuation works in your industry. You have a sense that you need to have three criteria in your business eventually income growth, capital growth, and independence of you. And honestly, Bruce, I think the best way to navigate that, it sounds absolutely churlish, but until you see something every single day, you forget that it exists. Write it up, create a diagram, create a shape, create a symbol, whatever it may be, and put it up from the inside of your toilet door. Look at it every day to remind yourself that why you're doing what you're doing is to ensure that you're building a ship that will arrive at a destination where after 10, 20, 30 years, you can offload all the cargo and monetize the years and years and years of investment and risk that it takes. It's especially true in South Africa, where seemingly everything works against you every day in building that business. So from next week, we're going to start with layer one, and we're going to look at the four stages starting up scaling up, ramping up, and then valuing up layer one. And hopefully with that in play, the following week, we're then going to move to layer two, and so forth, all the way through to 100 million rands worth of valuation. I can't wait. Thank you, Pablo Fatidis at Auric Business Accelerator this evening. Pablo with our weekly small business focus. In a moment, personal finance, it's the time of year where we invite Super Saver Julia in. Lots of you love this feature. I'll introduce it in more detail and more absolute precision just after Eyewitness News.